Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how do we build a brand that sells for us, okay? And so I'm going to start with kind of a startling statistic that I read last week, which is 25%, okay? Our attention span on average, has decreased year over year from from the year 2000 to 2015, our attention span length has decreased by 25%, which is startling, uh, but not, not unexpected. Because of course, with social media, our whole way of consuming and digesting information and digesting the world around us has completely changed. But 25%, right, that we've lost so much of our attention and focus because everything is vying for our attention at the same time. And I don't know about you, but I, I find it completely overwhelming at times. And I go on social media diets quite frequently, every couple Every couple of weeks, I will erase all of my social apps for a couple of days or the weekend or whatever, and just breathe and not be tempted because it is that addictive, right? It is that addictive. But we're not talking about social media today. We're actually talking about brand. And so why did I start with this idea of our attention span? Well, because in order to actually sell and have a successful business, you need to find a way to break through the noise. And intentionally constructing, um, creating a brand that will break through that noise, that will stand out from the crowd, is something that all founders must go through and consider, right? We need to pay attention to our brand and certain elements of it, which I'm going to chat about with you today, but we need to design this intentionally because gone are the days when we can kind of just move forward with a, with a logo and a name and not pay much attention to how we're showing up visually um, and through the copy and all of the pieces of the brand that really makes our business unique. Um, we can't move forward without actually solidifying those and making those as strong as they can be. Okay, so before we get into talking about how to create a brand that sells, I want to remind you that I'm so happy that you're here. I love that I get to be a part of your day. I hope that I add value and that I give you good, juicy information that you can apply to your business. And if you know any other founders who might benefit from learning about marketing for their own startups and would benefit from the information that I share here on the Marketing for Service podcast. It would mean the world to me if you um, could share this uh, podcast with an entrepreneurial friend 
or better yet, share it on social or better yet, give me a rate and review the podcast. It's just the way that I can help beat the algorithm is if y'all are sharing it and, and giving your feedback. Um, that's sort of the only way that us podcasters can reach more people. So that to the side. Um, I am going to get down and dirty with talking about how to build a brand that sells for you. And um, at the end of this episode, I will share the URL um, for a download, a free guide that I have that you can go ahead and use, obviously, for free to help build out these elements of the brand, some of which we're going to chat about today. So if you do want to grab that, um, that download now uh, and have it on hand while listening, I will give you the URL. Hold on one sec. Okay, so it's uglyventures.com backslash brand. So that's U-G-L-I, ugly with an I, ventures.com backslash brand. And you can go ahead and get the guide for how to build a brand that people talk about, all right? A brand that is going to sell for you. So without further ado, let's go, let's get into it, okay? So why do some brands thrive, right? So we're talking about how crowded the marketplace is, how noisy the marketplace is, but obviously there are brands that connect with us, right? The brands that we are very loyal to, the brands that really stand out, the brands that are truly interesting and disruptive. And so what are the difference, what is the difference between brands that actually make an impact uh, versus brands that are just forgettable, brands that we um, that we don't pay any attention to, right? There is a science to constructing a brand that's going to be successful. But out of all of the strategies um, and all of the sort of points I'm going to chat about today, the most important thing you can do in building a brand is make sure that you're building one that connects and engages with your target audience. Now, this may seem obvious, but what we tend to do when communicating our brand is we tend to be talking about how great our service or product is or how great our brand is. We're talking a lot about us, right? It's a me, me, me kind of mentality because we want to showcase how great we are. And we think that that is going to get people to buy from us. But the truth is that people don't really care about you or your brand. And this is a little bit of a sad truth, but it's absolutely true. People don't care about you or your brand and that's completely okay. I think I'm saying this a lot lately because it is so true. And it's something that I need to remember for myself because we build brands uh, for our audience, for our customers. And so we need to put ourselves in their shoes and we need to speak to them, to their pains to their needs, to their desires. But not only that, we need to do it in a way which makes our customers and our audience the hero of their own story, okay? And so if you haven't heard of this idea of creating the story brand, um, in a nutshell, creating a story brand is just creating this narrative by which your audience, your client customer is the hero and your brand is the guide and the path that our hero can go on, their hero's journey to get what they want, that path, that plan that we give to our hero is essentially our product or service. And when we structure the way that we think about communicating in terms of this story, well, then the imagery, the copy, 
um, the narrative we bring our customers and audience on, well, it shifts, right? Because this story of this hero, our customer audience clients are the main characters, right? And we need to flip that script a little bit because in doing that, when we are telling the narratives um, in this way, it actually is going to hit the hearts of our of the people we're trying to reach. Okay, so I want us to keep that in mind. Our and and to do a quick audit of your website, right? Of your social media profiles, of your social posts. Are you kind of coming from a position of this is how great I am? This is how great the brand is. This is how great my product is. Or are you truly speaking to the journey that that hero is on, right? And a journey could be towards better health. A journey could be towards deeper love and connection. A journey could be towards time freedom, right? Um, your product is doing more than just what your product is doing, right? It's serving a deep need for our customers, right? And so we want to start thinking in that frame of mind. But when we get into that, the practical application of that, right? I want us to think of three specific um, kind of aspects of brand, right? Three specific rules of thumb when you're actually executing on your brand. And when I say executing on a brand, I'm saying, you know, the emails that are actually being written, the social posts that are actually being created, the, the copy that's actually on your website, the lead magnets you actually have for your business. This is all the ways in which our brand kind of goes out into the world and is, and is executed, that comes to life through these pieces of content that we create, right, as a business. And so when we're creating those pieces of content, we want to first come with a deep understanding of what is our unique selling point or what is our unique perspective or our unique opinion as it relates to our service or product. Now, having a unique stance in some way, either a philosophy that your brand sort of governs itself by, or a specific way of doing something, or a specific way of looking at the world, if you can carve out a way in which your brand is unique and your service and product is, are unique, we want to make sure that that message is strong. So not only that you know your unique selling points, right? But you want to make sure that your unique selling points or your unique uh, personality as a brand is actually being communicated properly. And I think we underestimate the amount of time, energy, and effort it takes to get that communication right. In startup world, we talk all the way, always about this thing of product market fit. Product market fit. We need to wait till we have product market fit. And the reality is, is that a lot of times the, the products themselves aren't the problem. The real issue is the way that we're communicating. The way that we're communicating the benefits, the way that we're communicating those, like mirroring back the pain points to that hero, our customer, the audience, that we're just not getting that messaging right. And we tend to forget that it takes trial and error. That's why us marketers spend a lot of time doing A-B testing, because we need to test these messages to see which ones stick with our target audience, right? We need to throw some spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks when it comes to communication. 
because you may have a feeling of what types of messaging and um, certain, the pain points that are most painful for your audience, right? You may have done, and I hope you have done, great market research before even launching your product, right? But there's so much that is done in the field, so to speak, when you're actually throwing things out there and seeing how they land. This is one thing that I love about social media. Social media is the quickest feedback loop you could get, right? If you do a good job at sort of building a, doesn't have to be big, but an audience of your target client, right? So make sure that the people that are actually following you are people that could actually be potential clients or customers. Even if you have a small sort of date, like swath of these people in your, uh, as followers, they still are a great breeding, breeding brown, I don't know. Breeding ground is the right word. They're still kind of a great venue for testing this communication. Okay. And when before you run ads or when you're trying to upgrade um, copy on your website, throw some things through social and get the feedback um, to see which of those posts, which of those, that set of copy or visual uh, elicits more engagement, more interaction with your audience. Right. So we can sort of test it out. But again, Nailing down what are those unique selling points, what makes your product or service different, but making sure that you've clearly communicated in a way that actually is going to touch your target audience with how you're communicating those things. Again, it is a process. It's not a one and done thing. And by the way, that also shifts and changes in time. So the kind of communication and messaging that hit last year may not be serving, uh, that same message may not serve your audience now, right? Thinking about how the economy has changed or how politics have changed or whatever, right? There's a lot of different factors that go into uh, really being able to get messages through to folks at different times. So the first sort of rule of thumb of building your unique brand, your brand that gets people talking and brand that's going to sell for you is making sure you've nailed that unique selling point, that unique selling proposition to your products and service and to your brand and that you've communicated effectively. And then we're gonna move on to the second point. The second point is consistency. So now we're gonna take a look at our visuals. We're gonna take a look at the logo and the colors and the fonts and even deeper than that, sort of our formatting, the way that we, you know, the copy patterns that we use. And in order to really get to the next level with your brand, you need to have a sharp eye for spotting inconsistencies. So in this noisy, noisy digital space, you have people bouncing around, right? Hopefully, you know, they're on social media, they're, they're bouncing around, they're seeing a lot of different brands, right? They're bouncing from, from um, profile to profile, from real to real, and hopefully, hopefully, people are bouncing to your profile and hopefully they're bouncing to your website. And when they do that, when they go on that journey, you wanna make sure that people, when they land into your website, they're getting to a place that they expect. Same goes true for ads. If you're running ads, now ads, I want you to be really careful because of course ads is a place where you could be really creative. You can test out different things, but you don't want to stray too far away from your 
um, for your brand ethos and your brand visuals and all of those things. Because if someone clicks on an ad and they get to your website or your landing page, you want to make sure that that process is really congruent, that there's no, there's no um, surprises, right? That prospect gets to your website and they are exactly where they expect to be. And they're seeing exactly what they want to see based on what their previous action was. So consistency is really, really important and consistency over time. So you need to just buckle down, hunker down and, and make love to the fact that on social and the ads that you, you have and the lead magnets and all of those things you put, put through into the world, it will take a while to start really working and catching on. And you need to be dedicated to just staying consistent with your messaging and with your visuals. And don't get this itch to sort of throw everything out and start over again. This happens a lot. And again, it goes back to communication. So let's look at a good example of like uh, lead magnets. Lead magnets is a really, really good example. Now, if you're a product-based business and you're just like doing discount codes and things like that, maybe this conversation is not as, doesn't apply so much to you because, okay, a discount is a discount. You can say it a million different ways, but there are different types of discounts you can test out. So this will make sense in a second, but think about free shipping versus how many percentage off versus, you know, the actual words you use to communicate a discount. But for other lead magnets that are like more value-based. So let's say that you created a guide, like the free guide that you can get on uglyventures.com backslash brand um, to get the brand building guide. But say you built a guide and those things take a long time to put together. I mean, this guide, the brand guide that I made for you guys took me probably about two weeks to finish and complete. And it is fire. It is so good. I'm, I'm so excited for you to download it. But they take a lot of time. And whether it's a checklist or, or a mini training or whatever it is, these sort of assets, they take a while to put together. Now, the problem is, is that when we don't see these immediate results from that, those kind of lead magnets, our instinct is to just like throw down and do something new. And especially us as entrepreneurs, we're always thinking of new ideas, things that are going to be more helpful for people, right? But that's also could be a huge mistake because again, it's less about the product, less about the lead magnet, the content that you made. And it's 99.9% more how you're communicating the value of that particular lead magnet, right? The value of, um, of whatever promotion that you're doing uh, or a discount code or whatever. It's, it's copy is so important, right? Because Yes, the visuals are going to attract people, but the copy is going to explain what it is and explain what the value is to them, right? Because it's about them. So when I talk about consistency, you want to make sure that you're having a very steady, very uniform way of presenting your brand. And before you sort of determine whether something's working or not working, right? Um, especially if it's going to be a big thing like a rebrand, I really uh, encourage you to focus on the how are you communicating and make sure that you're doing it properly in a way that's touching your audience and connecting with your audience. And again, social media is a really great testing ground for that if you want to get some feedback right away. And then last but not least, and this is something that maybe is like a little 
counterintuitive because in today's world, I think we are, especially as business owners, we are like so pressured to have just a shit ton of stuff going out there, right? Uh, I, t- I talk a lot with the founders that I, um, that I mentor about this idea of the volume of content that needs to be produced. And it's true. Nowadays, we need a huge amount of content. We need to be showing up on social media several times a week, if not several times a day. We need to be reaching our, our email list through uh, with really great emails at least once a week, if not several times a week, right? There's a huge volume of content that ideally needs to be pumping through. So we are always on top of mind and we're always communicating our value and we're always building the relationship and getting people ready to buy. But the truth of the matter is that is not always the reality. We don't always have the bandwidth within our team to be pumping out content in that, in that quantity. And so what I, what I think it's the best thing to focus on is the quality, right? The quality, because if you build quality content, that content will serve you again and again, okay? You don't have to always be making net new, fresh content. If you are intentional in building really good quality, evergreen content, you can be building out this content bank So eventually in a couple months or even in a year, you'll have enough backlogged content um, that you can be kind of uh, dripping out uh, through, you know, several times a day on social media or whatever, you'll build up to that quantity. But in the beginning or when you don't really have the bandwidth at the moment, you want to focus on the quality. Right. And if that means you're doing an email to your list once a month or once every two weeks, you can build up to these cadences to become more frequent. But at the beginning um, of this journey, right, of sort of getting your brand to that next level, you want to make sure the quality, the quality is there. Uh, There's this really great theory by Kevin Kelly, who's the who's this very cool dude, and he's the co-founder of Wired magazine. but he's, he's a you know, TED speaker, futurist, all these things, but he has this theory of the thousand true fans. And I love thinking of this idea of thousand true fans. His whole argument is that if you can build a business focused on just acquiring 1,000 true fans, that you will have a viable business, right? That if you cultivate these thousand true fans that are kind of going to buy from your brand, whatever, whatever you're going to sell, because they're just such loyal fans, that there is an endless like amount of possibilities and unlimited potential for success with cultivating these thousand fans. So the idea being that we think we need hundreds of thousands and millions of followers and fans to actually have a successful business. That's not the case. And especially sort of in this startup and sort of growth phase of your business, you want to focus on, okay, well, if a thousand fans is really, really going to get me to my revenue goal. Right. And you know, depending on the price of your product or whatever, but, you know, if the potential there to have our, my multi seven or eight figure business with these thousand fans, you're going to shift your focus a little bit and say, okay, well, if I'm going to cultivate these true fans, let's start with the first 10, let's start with the first hundred, the first 500 and make sure that everything you do 
in expressing your brand, right? And the way that you connect with your customers is built with this idea of cultivation, right? Of this true fan. You're going to show up very differently because you're going to value that connection so much more than if you're just trying to acquire eyeballs, right? And this is this kind of ugly phrase we have in marketing, which is like, how many eyeballs can we get on, you know, this offer or this ad, right? Let's not think of people as eyeballs. Let's think of them as human beings that we're building a relationship with. Okay. So quantity is not the goal here. Quality is the goal in terms of content and con and connection and everything that you're putting out into the world for your business. So that is sort of the beginning little buds on how we're going to build a brand that sells for us, a brand that gets people talking, right? We want to make sure that we are not just doing the minimal viable sort of brand. That was good when you first began, okay? When you just not need to put that sign out in front of the storefront, or you just need to get that website up and you just kind of slapped a bunch of stuff together and you just made it work, right? To get you started, that's fine. But I'm talking about what's going to get us to the next level. What's going to get us from six figures to seven figures and beyond? What's going to, uh, how, how are we going to create a brand that is such an asset in our business that it actually sells for us, right? These are the steps that we're going to start taking, right? Getting clear on our unique selling proposition, right? Getting really consistent with our, not just our visual imagery, of our graphics and our videos, but also the copy and the way that we're communicating. We're paying even more attention to how we're communicating and what messages are landing. We're being intentional and we're looking to get really good quality on everything we do for our business instead of just throwing out a lot of quantity to sort of acquire people as quickly as possible. And whether they buy or they don't, or they don't come back or they complain or whatever. No, we're focusing on cultivating the relationship, right? and building uh, that into the ethos of our business and into the ethos of everything we do in terms of executing the brand. And in the end, you're going to find that when you build the brand in that way, the brand itself becomes an invaluable asset to your business, but also to yourself, right? It's not just about the, um, you know, how big is your email list, right? But how big is that? How engaged is that email list? right? Because if we have this thriving relationship with our audience, our prospects, our customers, our clients, well, then we actually have a, a real launch pad that is available to us in whichever direction we take our business or whatever new products or services that we create, that this audience that we've cultivated through this brand, the avatar, right? is of, of us as founders and the business we built, that avatar is the brand, right? That brand goes out into the world and builds this relationship, right? This beautiful expression of what we want to, our mission, right? That's what the brand is. And so when that's out in the world, doing what it, what it can do for us in the best way possible, well, then it actually becomes a, a vehicle, a selling vehicle for us as well. So let's not forget about our brand. Okay. If you want to grab, grab, if you want to grab the free uh, guide to how to get started building a brand that gets people talking, please do so at Ugly Ventures, U G L I, ventures.com backslash brand, B R A N D. And until then, I will see you next week. 
and, you know, keep going strong founders. You don't have to go fast, right? This is the slow and steady. You just got to consistently take action on the things that you know will get you to the next level. See you next week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.